This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. Once again, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with Anthony Ray. Special thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, and Pet Life Radio for giving us the opportunity. And a special thanks to you guys for listening to us. In this episode, guys, we're going to be talking about dog parks, doggy hotels, and doggy daycare. Some of the do's and don'ts, some of the pros and cons. We got all of that coming up in this episode of Groomer Humor. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check, a nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with Anthony Ray. As we said in the beginning, guys, with dogs being more humanized in more recent times, we've got dog parks now, we got doggy hotels, we got doggy daycare. Guys, all really, really good things, but we really got to be cautious of some of these places, don't we? Yeah, they're super helpful for sure. Some people definitely need them. They definitely come with some risks. Yes. Some obvious ones, some not so obvious risks, really. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the pros. Like right off the bat, you know, socialization of your dog. Great to socialize your dog. Dogs usually love other dogs. They like to play around. They love going to the dog park. They get to know each other. People get to socialize. They come together. They make friends. That's one of the pros, right? And it's just, you know, of having a dog is that you can now, now we can bring them to the to the doggy park and uh, people meet people end up being romantic they get married they meet through their dogs so good stuff right yeah very very romantic it's very romantic dog it's romantic parks dog parks yeah well that's 101 dalmatians that's how uh yeah that's if how they, they meet. did a study of people that meet and have you know develop a romantic relationship i'm sure that there would be a high percentage of the meeting at the dog park yeah, sure, because that's, I mean, you're bonding over your dog. Oh, they don't they don't meet at a dog park in 101 Dalmatians. They meet at the regular park. Anyway, yeah, yeah, romance, sure, go ahead. It fits right in. It fits it right into this, fits right this in. topic. But no, it really, <laughs> it really is good for your dog. Another positive thing is it's, it's great exercise. You know, you're out and about, your dog's running around. It, it's a great way to exercise your dog, great way to stimulate your dog. It's a great way to train your dog, too. You know, uh, you're, a lot of dogs that do get socialized with other dogs, end up uh, being real comfortable in social situations. So, you know, you don't have to worry about getting, you know, bitten up by a dog that hasn't been socialized. Although that is one of the drawbacks of a dog park or a, a doggy daycare, a doggy daycare that actually lets your dog mingle with other dogs. Some places are more clinical 
and they keep dogs separate, more of a boarding type facility. At the grooming shop here, we are clinical. We keep it very clinical. We don't let the dogs mingle or or meet. They can see each other. They can sometimes sniff each other through a cage, uh, you know, when we're putting them in the kennels. But we generally do not let the dog socialize because what happens a lot of times is, you know, a dog may just react different to a certain dog and dogs do get bitten. It happened to one of our customers recently. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's one of the things you really have to look out for is your dog getting bitten by another dog where there's a lot of dogs socializing. Oh, yeah. They were in uh, they were in uh, doggy daycare, I think, yes. right? Yeah, they were in a doggy daycare, dog got bitten. And sometimes, a lot of times, sometimes, a lot of times. Sometimes, eh, sometimes it, is a lot of times. <laughs> and a lot of times are sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, there are times. Yeah, but, you're a regular John Lennon today. I don't know. <laughs> but in a lot of cases, how about that? There, there it is. <laughs> in a lot of cases, dogs will pack together, too, at a dog park or a doggy daycare. They'll pack together, and if you have a shy dog who's you know more of the omega type, not the alpha or the beta, they will fall victim to you know to a, a packing group of dogs and it can get bad they may you know harm that dog more than just a bite so again you have to be careful and don't get me wrong most of these places are watching the dogs very very well and they will step in and and if, if anything like that happens but we're just going over it because we're you know we're seeing a lot of people using doggy daycare and dog parks another thing that can happen is you know dogs can get infections from one another they can transfer infections from one another if you have one dog licking another dog's ear that has an ear infection and then going up to another dog and licking that dog's ear you're just going to you know transfer a an ear infection or fleas if a dog has fleas and, and now he's mingling with other dogs. Now you got a flea problem on your hand. You're bringing your dog home. If you have cats, boom, you got an issue. Yeah, and say you have like a black lab coming into the either dog park or doggy daycare. You're never gonna know that that dog has fleas unless you're putting them in a in a bathtub and lucky enough to spot them coming off because it's just gonna look like hair. Fleas are so hard to spot on a black lab, so you could infest tons of dogs that way, and you'd have no idea. Yeah, exactly. But again, one of the pros also, like you started to say up front, Ant, is that people are busy nowadays. Everybody's yeah. busy. Everybody's working. What do we do with our dogs? So that's where doggy daycare comes in really, really handy. And you are able to have the comfort of dropping your dog off so your dog's not home alone all day, causing destruction at the house. Dogs that are left home for long periods of time, usually end up with separation anxiety. They will develop a, a, a bad chewing habit because they're frustrated. So leaving a dog unattended for long periods of time, that's a big no-no too, guys. So with that being said, the daycares are really, really helpful because at least the dogs are there. But you know, one of the things that I feel that the daycares do or should do, I don't know if they do or not, but you know, if you do have a dog that may be aggressive, you definitely have to maybe kind of keep him separate from the other dogs if we have that kind of background. I think, I don't know how if it's like this with everyone, but 
one of the ones I've heard of does sort of like a graduation. They do like they set them up into groups where yeah. dogs that are very socialized and are very kind to other dogs, they're in like a different group and then dogs that are a little shy but still seem like okay, like they sort of they put every dog into these groups and a dog can advance, I guess they call it, or graduate into the next group where they'll get like free roam because yeah. there's never been any incidents and they're very nice with other dogs where the aggressive dogs sort of like kind of like stay they get their own playtime you know because uh you know by themselves i'm not sure if every place does that but that was one of the ways that i heard that some of the daycares regulate what dogs get to mingle with other dogs and right basically what they're doing is they're just kind of determining the pecking order of the dogs that they're getting in you know they're determining Mm -hmm. whether you know a dog is more alpha than yeah. another dog because dogs will pack very very quickly just like people they're they're just like we are you know we end up being friends and you know there's always that kid you hung out with when you were a teenager that always wanted to have a fight you know yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> my buddy was larry larry yeah. just always wanted to fight rumble let's rudy let's go rumble i don't want to rumble larry i want to eat my kit kat bar and you know hang on the steps here <laughs> So, you know, you're always going to have that, you know, alpha. And I think a lot of times that's what they're doing. They're kind of just categorizing and and making that assumption of, you know, what dogs are in what pecking order. That's got to be a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's part of it all. It's hard, but it's also really, it's a great job because who would have thought all of that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, who would have thought that it would come in this direction where our dogs are so doted over and being figured out and learning like you know we're learning more and more about dogs all the time and how we can better fit them into our lives whether it's yeah. our you know yeah socially or, or or our business lives our work schedules so yeah all this stuff is good and we're not in any way downplaying any of this it's just as the pet owner you know you might want to ask some questions you know there are a lot of these places popping up And some of them, what you really want to look for is people with dog experience. People will jump into this industry, whether it's dog grooming or boarding facilities, and they will jump into this industry for the sole purpose of making money. And if that's your purpose, don't do it. Don't bring your dog to those places. Okay. You want to bring your dog to a reputable place that has experience with dogs. Yeah. Experience is key there. Because inexperience, if you have no experience handling dogs, especially multiple dogs, you're just going to throw them in a pen, you know, or the opposite. You're just going to throw them in a cage and not show them any love. So then at that point, what are people even paying for? Or you're going to just let them all mingle with no regulation. And that's how you're going to have more accidents. That could happen anywhere. There, not every grooming shop is as clean as ours. Uh, you know, you could your dog can get an ear infection from a grooming shop. You know, yeah. your dog can get bit at a groom. Some grooming shops let the dogs mingle. This stuff can happen anywhere, but yeah. you have a much higher chance of something happening if you go to an establishment that has no pet experience, no dog experience, yeah. and they just sort of hired young kids looking for a college job who don't really care. 
Yeah. And a lot of times that's the case. And a lot of times it, it's not the case. A lot of times you do have young kids that have, you know, that really want to break into the industry and because they, they want to choose it as a career and, uh, experience only comes with experience guys. I mean, you're not going to really know dogs unless you've worked with them. Maybe you were a vet tech or a dog groomer, or, you know, you worked at a boarding facility. You really want people to be able to determine where the social status of your, uh, not social status, what am I talking <laughs> about, where your dog stands as far as his pecking order, where is he, determine what type of personality a dog may or may not have, you know. So like you said, where, you know, you're not going to put an aggressive dog in with a lot of beta dogs or omega yeah. dogs because, you know, they're just, they're not going to fare well. You know, the dogs are going to get bitten. So experience like that, how to handle dogs, you know, even picking a dog up, you know, even walking a dog takes experience. How many times, Anthony, have we seen dogs just pop right off of leashes and oh, get away? Yeah. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, I have seen grooming shops where... The dogs, big dogs, 90 pound dog left unattended on a table without even being in, in, in a noose or a grooming arm. This is lack of experience. This is not safe. Yeah. What that is, is an inexperienced groomer putting the dog on the table and then the phone rang as they were putting the dog on the table and they completely forgot to noose the dog and they went to get the phone and left the dog unattended. It's yeah. it's a mistake. It's a major mistake. Yeah, you shouldn't be, you know, texting your boyfriend or your girlfriend while you have a dog on the table. It's just yeah. it's not yeah. the time. We've know? seen it. We've oh, seen yeah. it. I've it's, seen it firsthand and it's like, whoa, it's almost hard to watch. Right. You know? you know, gauge it like this. Would you do that if you were in a grooming school in front of your instructor? Does that sound like the right thing to do? No. You know, a lot of the experience that you gain with dealing with dogs, a lot of it is common sense. But like there are things that just you wouldn't occur to you. Like it's really cute when dogs mingle together. If yeah. you're real young and no experience and you're just excited to be working with dogs, you may, it might not even occur to you that something bad can happen. You might just go right into it. Oh, look at them. They're playing. And, you know, next right. thing you know, they're down an eye. You know, it's, it's just, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. And you have to get to know your breeds too, because all dogs have similar, you know, personality types based on their breed too. You know, they're inherent. A lot of dogs, uh, their habits are inherent due to their to type of breed they are. So again, experience is going to come when you're around a bunch of different types of dogs. And uh, you can see it even at, at dog parks. The one thing that I think that I would suggest at dog parks is someone should be overseeing them. And maybe they do. I, I don't know. I've never really seen anybody actually working there. But I yeah. feel that someone should actually be working there to kind of oversee things. Like a lifeguard. Know? Yes, like a lifeguard. Anthony, that would be a good job for you since you're so lazy. You could yeah, just sit just on a sit. bench. Yeah. You could just sit there and, and whatever. Well, I, could, go, I could eat. You could eat, go pee on a, you know, go pee on something. You can become one with the dogs. I kind of am pretty dog-like as it is, so yeah. I'll fit right in. The dogs won't know that anything has changed, that they don't know. They won't realize someone's won't watching them. They'll just they'll, think I'm a sheep dog. Right. They'll smell you and think that you're one of them. Right. Like, I just, dude, I just created a position for you. Yeah. Anthony, the dog park. Dog. Officer. Dog. You know, Dog. Anthony, the dog park officer, dog. Officer, dog. Yeah. I think it's a perfect position for you. It is. But that's actually, even though you're you're being a complete jackass right now, um, it's actually a pretty good uh, good point that you made, having yeah. like sort of a, a watcher. 
Yeah, I made a good point. <laughs> you did make a good point. Because it could be just like lifeguards. You could say, you know, um, you know, whatever, walk at your own risk after a certain time. Once yeah. they go off duty, then there's nobody there. It's like, eh, you, know, you can still go in there, let them mingle, but there's nobody there to help out. As groomers, we should also ask questions such as, has your dog been to the dog park recently? Or, you know, were they at the doggy daycare? Because a lot of times we see it all the time. You know, a lot of times those dogs will come in with fleas or an ear infection. You know, and people will wonder, well, where did they get it? How did they get it? Usually from another dog. Yeah. yeah. It's common. It's common. It's, it's not like very you're common. doing, yeah. not like nothing you're doing wrong. anything you, wrong. You, no. yeah, you didn't do anything wrong. It's just that if they did end up getting fleas from uh, one of the places, then, uh, you know, you got to deal with it. Flea yeah, shampoo, flea dip, get it done. It's a, it's a risk. Some people don't even have a choice. They yeah. have to, you know, some people are just that busy and, and they have a heart. An old uh, friend of mine uh, I used to live with, she had a dog. She got a German Shepherd. Luna, you guys have heard about her, and she, uh, yeah, she had to take her to some daycares a lot because uh, she was opening up a business. She knew she wasn't going to be home a lot, and it was the right call. She had to because the dog was going to just be alone way too much, yeah. and um, you know the timing just worked out that way. So she brought her to a daycare center, and the dog loved it. So yeah. it's necessary sometimes because uh, you know you don't have to do it every day either. I'm sure it gets expensive, but uh, you know I think she used to take her a couple times a week. It wasn't even like an everyday thing because certainly dogs can you know, hang out at home for the day once in a while if you're not there. But yeah, she used to take her a couple times a week, I think. And it was, you know, it, it always worked out very good. It's a great invention. Um, yeah. Takes a little bit of pressure off of the dog walkers and the people who watch dogs for, you know, whatever, their friend or they have like a little business. It helps them out. Definitely. You definitely don't want to leave a German Shepherd alone at home either. No, that, yeah. German Shepherds are the type of breed that just really, they cling to their owners like crazy. They yeah, they, yeah. they really need people. Because that's the perfect example of a dog that will really suffer from separation anxiety as a German Shepherd. They are designed to be with someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was saying it's a, that was a great call um, yeah. by her to realize uh, doggy daycare is definitely a necessity here until her schedule evened out a little bit. Yeah, And yeah. German Shepherds, the ones that I've met, they I don't know if this is like fact or anything, but all the shepherds I've met absolutely adore other dogs. They love playing with other dogs. They're a smart dog. Yeah, they're because they're very smart. Very so sweet. yeah, dogs like shepherds, I'm sure, flourish in that. If they're all like that, I'm not really sure. I probably should know that, but no. Do dumb. Listen, I'm, I'm personalities. Dumb. You are yes. I'm going to agree with you on that. But, but dogs vary. Personalities <laughs> vary. You you know you can get the you know the sweetest Doberman pincher and you know the most aggressive Maltese. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It all depends on the individual dog. But just to reiterate here, guys, this is a good thing. It's a necessity. And there's some you know really good points. There's really good things about this. And there's some really bad things about it. So you really do have to be careful with, with what you're doing, having your dog mingle. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. So, Dad, I got a question for you. What's that, Ant? What was your reaction when you heard that Ben & Jerry's was branching out into doggy desserts? 
And when I found out that Ben and Jerry's was now for dogs, I ran to the freezer and pulled out a pint of peanut butter world. I ate it so fast I gave myself a brain freeze. (laughs) I had a very similar reaction, actually, except uh, I went with the Cherry Garcia. Oh, I love that flavor. Yeah, that's the classic flavor, the Cherry Garcia. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Guys, with so many clients walking through our door looking for a good, tasty treat for their dogs, we were so glad to let them know that Ben and Jerry's had a treat for them. Yeah, there's a lot of treats out there that have tried to jump on the doggy train and rely on gimmicks and quick sales. And Ben and Jerry's has really put a lot of focus on some quality ingredients and some great flavors. That's, uh, I think, finally going to allow your dog to feel what we feel when eating Ben and Jerry's. Absolutely. In fact, guys, we chose 10 of our customers here at the grooming shop and gave them samples of both the rosy flavored and the paunch flavored to see which flavor their dogs would prefer. (laughs) And of course, expectedly, the results were quite decisive when all 10 of them said their dogs quickly consumed both. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite memories of eating Ben and Jerry's was devouring multiple pints of cookie dough while binge watching Breaking Bad. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Actually, <laughs> uh, you want to know what one of mine was? My fondest memory was eating a couple pints of the old Chunky Monkey for no reason at all, <laughs> just because it's delicious. And it was because it was called Chunky Monkey. Who doesn't want to know what that tastes like? <laughs> so one thing's for sure, there's going to be a lot of happy dogs out there. So what we want you guys to do is check out both doggy flavors at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. You could also check out all the caniners at the Ben Jerry's Vermont office at BenJerry.com. Again, that's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts, as always. I'm Anthony Ray, hanging out with my dad, Rudy V. And we're talking about doggy daycare centers. And, um, yeah, they're awesome. And uh, they do come with some risks, but um, it's basically your call. Depends a little bit on the breed that you have, too. Some breeds, you kind of can just, uh, you know, if, if you know if they're going to be home for the day. Some breeds really do just sleep and don't really care to run around and stuff like that. Believe me, I used to have a pug. I know. He was totally content just laying in bed all day. But yeah, there's other breeds like we were just talking about before the break, like Shepherds, where uh, if you're not going to be home a lot, might want to look into a daycare center because they want to be out running around and uh, having some fun. So yeah, doggy daycare is a great idea. Dog parks, another great idea. Sometimes a little risky, ear infections, like we were saying, but all around worth it. Yeah, I would say that would be my opinion. Definitely worth it. Some people really, really need the help, you know, and uh, yeah, my pug that we used to have, I would leave for work at whatever it was at the time, 8, 830 in the morning, and he would be in my bed with me sleeping on his back with his belly straight out in the air Hmm. and i would come back home six seven hours later and he will not have moved even an inch (laughs) same position same position he's just like me he would just if he didn't have anything to do that day he was totally fine with it so (laughs) some people have i'm sure have uh have some dogs like that where the dog could not care less about going to a daycare center go to work stay home i'm gonna sleep right here you know cats are like that 
Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. But, and, you know, I'm kind of wondering how the uh, doggy daycares, doggy hotels are actually doing right now. I don't know yeah. how they're faring through the pandemic because m- more and more people are home with their dogs now. So hopefully, you know, these places are doing okay and able to uh, stay open. Yeah, so, I, I yeah. sure hope so, because yeah. whenever we reach whatever our new normal is or just normal, we're going to need them. You know, they're going to be back on the clock and... Yeah. Hopefully enough of them, you know, were able to keep their doors open even slightly throughout all this because so many people are home, like you said. Because uh, I think it is important to have doggy daycares for sure. Definitely. It's good for the dogs. Like we said up front, you know, it's great to socialize the dogs like that. And 90% of the time, everything's okay and the dogs are okay. But, you know, that small percentage of your dog meeting an aggressive dog, it can be bad depending. You know, you can end up with a severe bite or something and now you're rushing to the vet. But, you know, for the most part, they are very safe. Just be careful. Keep your eyes open uh, and, and, and get to know your breeds too. If you are a dog owner, look at what dogs are mingling with who see how they're reacting you may point it out yourself you may end up going to a doggy park or something like that use your own judgment yeah that's really what it comes down to use your own judgment you know uh, if your dog is easily susceptible to different things get sick a lot or whatever yeah infections you know daycares might not be the best place for them they're going to get sick or they're going to get another dog sick but uh, yeah it's really just judgments it's really um, you know not all of it is common sense some of it is just learning like some of it is you just gotta pay attention really right let us know what you think yeah yeah let us know what you think Thanks so much for stopping by, guys. As always, we'd like to thank our producer, Mark Winter. Thank you so much, Mark. If you haven't already, head on over to our YouTube channel. It's called Grooming by Rudy. It's Grooming by Rudy on YouTube.com. Leave a comment, like, share, and subscribe. We want to hear from all you guys. You could also like Grooming by Rudy on Facebook. Follow Grooming by Rudy on Instagram and Twitter. It has been an absolute pleasure, as always. Until next time, take care of yourselves and your pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.